You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. I mean, they're, now, di- PK, they're different. They're different. Yeah. PK's, PK's got, he's got charisma. He's oh, I got, know. You know, I got, know. I mean, that guy out talk all of us. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, it's loud. Yeah. And we have, we have to turn down the mics. Yeah, huh? yeah. You'd have to like, okay, let's get the meters a little bit lower for PK. <laughs> but he's he's a good dude. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, PK would be a good guy to get him here. I yeah. could, I'll let him know. I've talked to him all the time. I talked to him today, as a matter of fact. Three okay. Times. Yeah. yeah I, I reached out to him already yeah. on, on, on the uh, on Facebook. So cool. Hopefully. Yeah. He'll come on the show. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bike. I am the host, Big Lou, and tonight we have a special special guest. We got Matt and Adam. Uh, the guys from Over the Hump, and Mike Franz, Mr. Charisma. <laughs> What's up, Matt? Hey, thanks for having us, Lou. Absolutely, man. You've been on the road for a while, so it's been kind of hard to kind of bring you into the studio and talk talk story with you. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a good time. Yeah. My, uh, Charity and I took off in March, uh, March 1st in, this last year. And uh, so we just got back actually on Thursday from a road trip out to uh, Florida and up the East Coast, around Lake Michigan, back down to New England, kind of did a loop. And uh, surprisingly, we did 23,600 miles over the course of eight months. Wow. I would have thought maybe nine, 11,000 would have been my guess when we left. Traveled and had a great time and uh, precious time with my three little girls. I missed part of Over the Hump this summer. Part of my family was here and part of my family was there with me. (laughs) and. Um, sometimes with 224 square feet and five people in one bathroom, you I get to just, really know everybody. <laughs> I just wanted to live it over the hump. I didn't even care if anybody else showed up. I just wanted to come be by myself. Yeah. So, I mean, what 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 caused you? What kind of triggered for you guys to be like, hey, let's let's go on the road for for half a year or almost a year? I you mean, know, you guys are not done yet, right? No, we're actually leaving uh, on the 27th to go to New Zealand for two months. So we'll be uh, we'll be here and and kind of touching base and getting ready for the season and. Adam and Suzanne and John and the team have been really excited and, and engaged in helping me have a year of uh, sabbatical, throwing it aw- throwing it all to the wind and being present for my family. I've worked hard uh, my whole career. There's always been something busy going on, and uh, so I, I think the the only reason I'm able to do what we're doing is because the people around me have said, "Hey, this is awesome." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're we, we went to New Zealand 12 years ago, um, and before we had kids, and my kids are now my three daughters are 10, nine, and seven, and so with that, we just said, "Hey, this is the year." They're out of school already. We leased our house for a year, and and kind of just I've been working on the road, but. Uh, traveled back four or five times, uh, but it's been remarkable. And what's actually really a cool kind of segue, but as much as the life experience has been there, um, what's been really fun is to see how uh, John Russell, my my co-founder and I at Over the Hump, who's not able to be with us tonight because he's with his girls, um, 
we said if we got hit by a bus, <laughs> would over the hump keep going? And uh, essentially, I we jumped and started pulling our airstream across the country this year, and uh, posed the question: if one of us got hit by a bus, <laughs> and there were actually uh, three races where neither of us were there um, this summer, and the team was spot on. The community continued to rock. I mean, guys like Mike Franzi, um, you know, Matt Ford, um, Kristen over at, at uh, Pure Ride. Gosh, I mean, I could name all of our shops, Tony at the Path and, and Megan. I mean, everybody was spot on with the community. And that's really what, I mean, that's why we're all here. I mean, mm-hmm. Lou, you've come out and moved with tractor parts and, and, <laughs> and helped us helped us drag trail. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had people across every possible industry that have said, hey, I want to help in some way. Um, so racing in Orange County has become something different than it ever was. And, and actually it was kind of non-existent for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, to me, it's not racing though. It's my family mm-hmm. and, uh, and we get a chance to, to party and have a bike race. And it's, it is a party that happens to be a bike race. We celebrate every Tuesday night. We get a chance to come together. It's the gathering. It's kind of, to me, I come from a church background. And uh, I was a youth pastor for eight years, and and moving into this as a as a community, it's pretty radical to see it's people every day all together, and it's a it is a party that happens to be a bike race. Is really, but it's or if you need a, another analogy, it's church with beer. I mean, it's it's <laughs> you know it's it's just a good time, and uh, the guys at Dosen have embraced us. Dosen Brewing. We actually have a, yeah, a few. Shout out to those guys, man. Look at that. We've got a few pretty cool uh, crawlers here. Hosted our uh, 10 year anniversaries coming up this year. This is our 10 year. That's we amazing. started in uh, 2009. That's amazing. And uh, so we've been we've been blessed, man. Just God's really allowed us to have a really wicked, good group of people around. So God, wicked, good. I mean, put as many words as you want. It's been an amazing, <laughs> amazing journey. So uh, traveling all over the the state, I mean, which is which has been like the best state to, that you visited, and which has like been the worst? We're like, oh man, I don't think I'm gonna come back here again. <laughs> <laughs> which which states do we decide we don't want to do over the hump in, <laughs> or bike or or Revolution Bike Fest? There's right? about four where the mosquito is the state right, right. bird, as yep. far as I understand. Yeah. So we're not going. So there. Louisiana's out. <laughs> um, I I did not particularly appreciate New Orleans. Um, okay. You know, taking three girls into New Orleans and and uh, just it's a cool town for the culture and for the beignets. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, adult entertainment. Mike, if you need help with your headphones, um, come on, Mike, get it together. So you don't you don't use the Dr. Dre beats typically. Okay. <laughs> these are uh, audio te- uh, these are audio He's a little bit better. Catching things, going, what's pulling it off his ear? No, gave him the. There you go. Help yourself. <laughs> so we got a lot of user error going on today, other than Lou. So we we got rookie rookie people here, including well, myself. Mike, Mike's been on the show before, you know. So oh, a second time, bro. No way. Well, excuse me, Mike. <laughs> Please. I actually did. I I remember that. Tell me about it. Sure. Okay. Go, go ahead, Mike. Talk about the story. <laughs> We're going to keep it good. Okay. It's his show, not mine. <laughs> so one of the cool things, though, and I think that – I think that uh, so a highlight for me was certainly like Vermont was awesome. Pennsylvania was awesome. Uh, Arkansas getting to the Walmart uh, capital of the world, which you would think is super gay. Um, 
you know, reality is here in Southern California, we look at Walmart and, you know, it's, it's, you know, subpar quality. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's where, it's where those people shop. Yeah. But, uh, but for us getting there and actually being in Rogers, they just had the Imba World Summit in Rogers, Arkansas this year. And Bentonville is, is right there. And, uh, and that combination of two things, like you ride in between houses, you don't know it. You're in this forest doing these gap jumps and, and bridges and rollers and amazing just carved out berms. And then you rock up on this suburban suburban house. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it won't rock here necessarily, but it was just – it's so fun to see how the culture has has built around what they can do. Mm-hmm. And we're overdeveloped in Orange County. That's the hard reality. You know what? And, and, and it's still growing. I mean, you know, um, I'm, I'm a truck driver, so I haul dirt um, every day. And uh, working here in Irvine um, – I was talking to one of the developers. They have another 15 years of development in Irvine. Right. Wow. So, you know, like, you know, parts of that uh, when Oaks burned, you know, part of that Irvine area where you kind of enter, uh, you know, when you're entering Irvine Park, mm-hmm. like, that's all going to be developed here pretty soon. So mm-hmm. that's part of the Irvine company's, I, you know, plan is to develop all that. So And know. I just rode down in San Clemente today, and they had a fire back early this year while we were gone. And uh, it, it's a charcoal pit. I mean, there's you see the brown trail and you mm-hmm. see the black where it used to be bushes, and the only thing growing back is poison ivy in a lot of cases, and so um, or poison oak. So um, that's it is really important that we take care of our stuff yes. and, and understand that it is a, a very precious. OC Parks has been a big support to us, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and so within the confines of what we can use they've allowed us to use and open resources for us and allowed us to participate in those both with revolution bike fest and over the hump and and all the other events that are going on around on dotted races and, mm-hmm. and i mean oc parks has been hugely supportive yes but we do have limited resources and we have the ability to uh to kind of speak to the racers and riders out there and say hey look you you You've chosen to live in a highly populated area. The chances of you being able to carve out new trails and and cut things up and go crazy isn't here as much as it is in Oregon or Montana mm-hmm. or Wyoming. But the reality is we have great stuff. So keeping it up and and taking care of the resources we have and honoring. I mean, I, I heard this week as I was talking to some of the rangers at OC Parks, the reason Santiago Oaks is, is largely closed at the moment is because trees could fall on people and kill them or hurt yes. them. Yep. It has nothing true. to do, it has less to do with foliage regrowing and the health of the environment around the trails <clears throat> or getting too many trails in there. It's literally to protect the people who could be injured by being in there and not knowing that there's fall risk by the trees. Right. So it's it's you know anyway, uh, side note, but that's so I I just love seeing different people. There's not one place. And that's what I think is so cool. It's people, and that's been my theme across the country for the last eight months and having been to 43 states in the last eight months. It's people, not places. Mm-hmm. Places are cool. The beer is good. The food's good. People are the fabric of what we do and who we are. So yeah. uh, anyway, that's – That's one of the reasons I like – you know, I, I did this podcast is because I want to get to know people on a deeper level, you know, like just getting to know people and growing that family. You know, that's to me. That's what it's all about. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's not about anything else but the people. 
you know, and, and then kind of going back to what we're talking about with the trails, we need to be good stewards of, of our trails and stay, you know, not wide in the trails because I, you know, I noticed like a lot of the <clears throat> at Oaks, you know, before it, it burnt down, there was a lot of people that were doing stuff they're not supposed to. But we have to be good stewards of our trails and, you know, John Curley does a great job of um, <clears throat> going out there and doing trail work, you know, and, and, and getting people involved and, and knowing what to do uh, when you're building a trail, you know, yeah, do, do it the right way. He's you know? really educated and yeah. he, I've been out there with him and he's doing trail maintenance and, and he knows exactly like where the water's going to run and he takes a tremendous amount of pride in those trails. I mean, he's yeah. a great steward and a great ambassador and a person who like, you know, he knows right from wrong. Right. And I went out there like he pulled over, like we're descending deer and we were ripping and he like saw like trash and he literally stopped, got off his bike, turned around, walked up. 30 feet and picked up that piece of trash yeah. because he, he cares. Yeah. That's going to not win you any Strava awards though. <laughs> Typically. I mean like, no offense. Curry's got a lot of Strava awards. No, I know, but I'm just saying on that particular, <laughs> he'll make it up. Don't he'll, worry. he'll call it, he'll call it trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's I mean, we, we did a bunch of trail maintenance this last year for red for Wanda. And it was pretty amazing how much work actually goes into that. I mean, we've got a team of what, 13, 16 people went out, split up in Casper's been a full day working out there and really only got two sections of trail done so i mean hats off to anybody who goes out there like curly and all those guys that does all that work because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. so adam what, what are you all about man i don't know what do you want to know i uh, <laughs> i came to work uh for over the hump as as the marketing guy uh, about a year and a half ago um i've been riding since i was riding mountain bikes since i was about 15 um Grew up next to Lisa Woods, rode in all through there, um, came on board with Matt and um, been with him for two seasons, been with with the organization through Revolution Bike Fest and all that kind of stuff. Personally, um, I'm just... <laughs> what are you into? Like, tell him, like, right. we call it, we call Adam the meathead. Like, this no, is... You no, you the, call no, we do. Princess. We call you the princess <laughs> and the meathead. It's like this bipolar, schizophrenic type personality that uh, so I, i'm big on working out and crossfit and doing all that kinds of stuff and, and any kind of endurance stuff like i go hike mountains all the time i'm gonna go hike. i, I didn't see you at the eight hours at veil man where were you oh uh, <laughs> i wasn't there but, no, do those wasn't lights there. start blinking when we make fun of people <laughs> maybe okay all right <laughs> i wasn't at the eight hours veil. uh no i i don't know that's the kind of stuff that i like um i'm all about that kind of stuff but i also like apparently very fashionable clothing which is why i get called the princess all the time it's kind of like a charles bronson kind of a jacket going on we have a we have a heritage at the enthusiast group which is our our the the corporation that runs the events that we are part of and one of the history like suzanne martin is is uh she takes care of everything from point a to point b and she's been a friend and involved as a as a volunteer and now works with over the hump and the enthusiast group but she has a, a title called the Orchestrator of Awesomeness, and that comes at the bottom of her <laughs> email every time. And, and so we have a tradition of, of self-titled roles and possibilities. Well, Adam came in, and, and Adam and I met over beers, so I'm not sure there was ever a good foundation for our relationship. <laughs> but uh, but having great. Adam come in, he kind of he, he helped us um, define a few things. But I said, hey, pick your title, and... So then we were on a we were doing a Revolution Bike Fest thing last year and and we had a couple people on a live feed that we were doing. I said, "Hey, give us a title." And somebody typed oh, in. Oh, that's right. There was no. actually only one person that responded, but it was it- no. There was more than one. So here's the story. I forgot about this. 
So we're we're all, we're live, right? At uh, Rock and Road out in Irvine with uh, with De- Diego Mendonca, the guy that's the uh, friend of mine, and he's a uh, uh, the manager out there. And I called myself the marketing guy on the thing, which Matt took offense at and decided to let me name my own my own job title. I then decided I just thought that was so uncreative. I mean, <laughs> it like, was. You got you got all kinds of choices, and the marketing guy is so gay. Yeah. So I <laughs> the marketing so, guy. So I'm like, here's what we'll do. We'll we'll take it to the internet and let the internet pick my job title. And so I put up a post on Revolution's page and said, "Give suggestions." And there was all, it was like the ambassador of Buzz and Social Princess and all these things. And then I let the internet vote on it and. I got stuck with the title "Social Princess." Wow, for a full year. That's co- that's a commitment. That's <laughs> commitment. Um, we so let him, we let him retitle this it's year. It's since been changed, but I was the social princess for a full year. So, so speaking of Revolution Bike Fest, what? Uh, so we're not going to have anything this year. Not in 2017, but we do have it queued up for November 2018. And so, okay. um, you know, the idea behind anything that we do is to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that the community and the passion behind what drives us to bike, what drives us to relationships is is a shared interest. And so uh, I think we'll we'll get to talking that about a new project we're working on here in a little bit. But um, so Revolution Bike Fest, the idea is to get people to understand the life that the bike gives. I mean, I Mike did a really oh, cool yeah. – You do you remember the quote that you gave us that was like, I mean, I can tell you word for word, but <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's basically if my you can give it a shot and I'll fix it. If, if you can break if my, my if coffee my table, had wheels, I'd ride, I'd ride it, it too. Wait, 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 what? What is it, Mike? My coffee table, yeah, so had wheels. I'd ride it too. Yeah, I'd ride that thing. Yeah, but funny. So af- yesterday, after we <laughs> left your summit, one of my buddies texts me who just saw that video somehow, it, and he's like, "Can I quote you, Mike?" It was like in a text. I can show it, like. This thing still like haunts me. Oh, it's a brilliant <laughs> quote. I mean, if my coffee table had wheels, I'd ride it. Like, isn't that the story of each of us kids? And I think that's kind of what boiled down to the revolution message. Um, you know, in 2016, we had an amazingly successful launch of the concept without the attendance that we hoped for. Um, but it was, but it was spot on with communicating the message of the bike is about freedom. It's about being a kid. It's about being able to be together and and still be free. Like the idea of a tandem bike to me when my wife and I go ride is it's kind of a disenfranchising concept concept for <laughs> An me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first marriage and a tandem is a whole different thing. Like that just positions get awkward. But if you were to talk about purely like, hey, we're riding together, we're going the same direction. We have some freedom, but we're still kind of moving the same direction. Um, that was the thing that sort of has enchanted us through this bike conversation. Uh, Eric Williams, a rider who, who hit up hunker and we're, we're going to be involved in hunker this year. Cool. Um, which is a a hundred kilometer road bike ride. Um, Todd Brown at pedal industry started it and, and invited us to come be a part of, uh, kind of building the brand and, and being involved in, in the evangelism of that opportunity. Eric Williams today said, you know, it was cool when I was at hunker, I was going through, and we all hit up our different groups. And so we'd fall off a group, but then our other group would connect. And we'd all, sooner or later, as we continue to fall back, there was this visual of, as we continue to fall back, we all ended up meeting a group that we all worked together. And that group became the people that we pushed forward with. And that's kind of the the theme of the enthusiast group mm-hmm. and uh, what Mike does at Fullerton Bicycles, what 
Adam and I do with each of our different tribes along the way is we have church or we have school or we have soccer or we have bike and we find these people that we do life with and we get to live mm-hmm. and, and encourage and pull people along and do life together. So that to me is what revolution was about is saying, Hey, I've found that I can be lighter, faster, happier if I'm riding a bike. Mm-hmm. doesn't work for everybody. That's my thing. And I like to tell people about it because it's fun for me. And right. I want to take people out and go. It doesn't have to be my fastest ride or a Strava segment to uh, to be better than anybody else. I'm just riding for Matt. And, well said. you know, I I don't think we all find that all the time. But let's be honest. You train for an event mm-hmm. like Over the Hump. By the time you're done, you're probably tired. Mm-hmm. You're probably worn out. That's why the cycling season for the pros only lasts a certain segment of time. Yeah. We bring all that full circle and say, okay, so we ride for seasons. We push in for seasons. We go for seasons. And when we're done, we're tired. We need a rest. But that goal was what I, what I needed. So that's where I tell people with Over the Hump, like, hey, get a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, your goal doesn't have to be to win. Your goal doesn't have to be to be faster than your friend. Your goal could be to be a new Lou. It could be a new Matt. <laughs> it could be a new Mike. It could be a new Adam. It's what, what do I want to invent this year as I'm kind of going through this? And that was what our trip was. That's what life experiences are. What do I want to invent about my life that can have this really cool fabric that I can look back, leave a legacy and a story? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about st- talking story. To me, that's all we do is let people tell their stories within the community that makes the community be that much fresher and that much more fun. Mm-hmm. So each of our shops tells a different story right mike's got bmx and he's got some cross country he's got all kinds of stuff cyclocross right now yeah yeah i mean and he touches all those conversation pieces uh, we've got we've got all kinds of different brands all in cycle out in the valley that has all kinds of different stories within their communities and so these little tribes of people make for radical cool experiences and they become more intimate as we share them mm-hmm. so I, I, one of the things that I'd be interested in hearing, and this is to put Mike on the spot because I think it's really cool. So Mike's seen all kinds of events. I, I don't know if everybody knows, but Mike was like actually kind of a thing in the BMX world back back in his time. It's not that far. And, and I mean, like, I, I mean, I consider Mike a senior citizen, but most oh. people look at Mike and have Man, like, savage. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He actually has just a little bit more grain. He wants my hump cards. What he wants. Yeah, 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 I do. I want ARP, baby. It must have been tough, you know. Trying to ride between the jumps and getting away from the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so so this actually table. started as a this, this started as a coffee table dinosaur story and turned into a Mike Franzi story. But Mike, I'd be interested to hear like when you first came, you heard about and came to Over the Hump. And this is not to plug the event, but you what you've said to me is that you experienced friendships that you didn't have. Your faith has grown deeper. You've had all kinds of cool interactions with life experience out at Over the Hump. But when you were first in the shop and you heard about somebody came in and said, hey, let's do Over the Hump, and or have you heard about this? There's probably an initial reaction. Absolutely. And I then there was a remember it, come yesterday. and experience it. And now you've kind of – and so you kind of dipped your toe in and you showed up and you tried that. And that was probably back 2010, 11. 
year one. Okay. Like oh, 2009, when we did, we did it. The first, not the first two races, okay. but the year you did the full Okay, series. so 2010. So yeah. we're talking eight years ago. Yeah. So the way it went down, I mean, and I can remember it like it was yesterday, is a BMX customer came in and goes, oh, I'm going to go to this mountain bike race Tuesday night. I'm like, mountain bike race Tuesday night? I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Do you realize it happens on Saturday? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he was telling me about it. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. And it was just ironic the way things work. So I called Jody and I go, hey, I'm going to take Brent to this mountain bike race. It's in Irvine Lake. I'm trying over the hump. I didn't know what it was. And I'm like expecting to see this podunk event. You know, I, I had no idea because I had been to mountain bike races and Team Big Bear and all this stuff. When I got there, I was blown away. And the guy told me there was a kids' class, and it's kind of like what we talked about at your summit, like the growth of kids. If you recall, it was 18 and under. And if you were a certain age, you couldn't even let them race. Mm-hmm. But, like, Brent was right at the cuff, and I'm like, hey, you want to race, Brent? He's like, oh, yeah, I want to race, you know. But when I went there, it was magical. And I'm not saying that because Matt's my homie, but, like, when I left there, I was like, this is cool. This is something I want to be a part of. Not because it was a race, but not be, there was just something about it, and I didn't couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know this guy from Adam. I didn't know anybody. I went and paid twenty bucks and signed Brent up, and he raced all these kids, and he did really good. And it was just, but that was it was just the experience of being there, this vibe that they created. There was more to it, and I was like, I couldn't wait to go back next Tuesday. I didn't even race. I could, I was all about just hanging out, and I told my wife like, you have to come to this. This is cool. So it goes deeper than that. Because then I wanted to become a part of this mm-hmm. because I just felt something. I mean, it's because he's a brother and I don't, I'm not going to go there right now, but it was just legit. So shortly after that, I start getting Brent, my son was doing cross country and he was really enjoying this. So we go to a, another race, one of the Kenna Cups. So now I'm like back into cross country. This is kind of what I came from. Obviously, we've discussed that in my other podcasts, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I take him to this race, and I'm expecting an over-the-hump vibe. I'm not, Wrong. <laughs> Whoa, man. Like, drop the mic, dude. I left this event, and I was like, this is not over-the-hump. This The vibe was terrible. Just, I, I was really disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I still didn't know him. I didn't know John. I'm like, I can't wait to get back here. This is where we want to race. This is mm-hmm. where we want to be. Because of the community. Then... Later on, things went on, and I think I ended up getting a hold of him, or I forget about being coming. Like, how can I become a part of this as a bike shop? There was like the path was there, and Surf City, and Matt from Rock and Roll. There was a few stores, and I was like, this, you know, let me look into this. How can I become a part of this? So I think I maybe got a hold of you or John. I forget who it was at the time, and they sent me a proposal over. But it, I look at the proposal; it was like corporate, corporate, like giant, and what he sent a track. I'm like, I can't. This isn't for me. So I didn't really even respond. It was like, I didn't want to be like embarrassed, like this isn't for me. So I think Matt reached out for me, or, or John did, and said, hey, like, do you want to become a part of Over the Hump? So actually, I go like, well, let's talk. So I called him up, and I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I, this doesn't work for me. He's like, oh, no, I think I sent you the wrong presentation. So then all of a sudden, he sent me his bike shop presentation, and I'm like, oh, geez, like, what am I, what, here, I'm in, like, what do I sign? You know, but <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It was just so, the feeling and the fellowship and the vibe that they've created. Obviously, we're going to be celebrating 10 years. So that That's amazing. It is, especially in this community. And there was 500 people in spandex racing bikes when spandex is dead <laughs> on Tuesday nights. <laughs> like, you know, we got a revival here. Exactly. Like, spandex <laughs> is back. I mean, you know, these guys need to start giving him some commissions. But the point was, <laughs> payback. it was just, 
being a part of this community that it's like high school. You know, like I would rather go to Over the Hump on Tuesday night because that's what it's about with the friendships. And I've talked about this a hundred times. And I'll I'll talk about this till I'm six feet under. It's created a place that I want to go where I can be with my friends and be, do what I love and then express, like Matt said earlier, what the bike is all about. It's that partnership. It's that communication between two. It's the freedom. It's everything else. And then, not to, talk, not to continue to talk about what Matt said, but when, like, take my son or, like, Jake Marr, these kids, when they're done racing, they can still ride a bike. Right. Like, my girlfriend's... My girl, my, my I was whoa. Say, does Jody know? Oh, does Jody know? My, daughter, my daughter's my, my daughter's <laughs> boyfriend. He's an incredible football player. Okay, and he's gonna graduate and go maybe into some college football. But if he doesn't like get college, his football career is done. Yep, he's played football since he was six years old. You know, and he's a senior. So if he doesn't move on, what is he gonna do for football? It's like it's over. Yep, he can sit on Sunday and watch it. So. If Brent or my son or Turner or any of these kids that are so involved in, in bikes, if they stop racing tomorrow, they can still ride a bike. Right. They can still go for rides and get coffee, get beer, have that fellowship, that companionship that Matt's talking about. That's something that all these other sports never don't give you. I mean, right. golf does and tennis, you know, different things. But, like, when you're growing up as a child, you live for the bicycle or you live mm-hmm. for football. And when you get to a certain point, it's like, okay, I don't want to race anymore. And I get it. But yet he can still love the bike, and right. that's just what that's that's the feeling that I got from going to over the hump. So now you, as as a, as a racer racing over the hump, I mean, what was your experience at over the hump when you first started racing that series? So it was so I so I think that inspired me to get back into racing because I had raced cross country with my buddies in the years past and BMX and downhill, whatever. And it really got me going again. So I did a few series, and then I took some time off. And then a couple years ago, I like really wanted to move forward and try to like you know be competitive and, and get myself in shape and, and do well at Over the Hump. And that was an experience. Like I was thinking about this driving down here. It's one of like twenty greatest experiences of my life because it was racing, but I was racing with guys that all had the same belief as me. We were all brothers, but we didn't know it when we started up the first race. Like we want to win, but it, it changed and. It was just a great experience because of what these guys mean is, yeah, it's a race, and we paid a race, and we're competitive. I get it. But it was about being with these three guys that I battled with who became good friends. And, like, I remember uh, Ross Bennett, mm-hmm. incredible human being. Yeah. He's a brother in the Lord. Yep. We bonded, and there was a race where I was beating him, and I flatted. It was towards the end where, like, each race was getting down to the wire. And as soon as Ross goes by, he goes, "Sorry, Mike, pray for me so I can don't sit, so I can stay on my bike." As he's, you know, I'm walking my bike off the course. You know, it could have <laughs> been the end of the series. But like, that's awesome, you know. And, yeah. and when we all stood in the podium, me, Ross, Jeff, uh, I forget who the other guy was. I mean, we we're all brothers. We all hugged after because, and we gave all of our glory glory to God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an experience that I'll never ever forget. You know, and, and it's just it was rad. But as a racer, you know, it just the vibe of being it over the hump, and even like Andy at Nondot and Victor at quick and dirty to plug those guys they've done a good job too mm-hmm. it's not like this corporate environment it's fun it's good people it's about doing what we love so right. that experience is is super solid awesome awesome matt you can pay me later <laughs> when attendance goes up next year that's what i told you I, that's why i laid, laid you up like you were the, you were the you were the easy sell today Thanks. for sure we'll get sold. 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 no but that that's what i hear back from 
from guys like Mike and and people who have had true experiences in community, and and it's the, I mean, you experienced this more while I was even gone this year than you might have otherwise. But like, the forty fifty year old dad that comes up after paying thirty dollars to race and gives me a hug and says he's had the best night of his life since he got married or since he had kids. Like I'm not, I'm not even, <laughs> this is not, I, I mean, I'd love to say literally not an exaggeration. I've heard it too. And, and I'll even echo like when part of my interview, we don't have a real interview process. <laughs> We're real loose. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we, we got Adam, right? So yeah. we had to be loose. <laughs> so, Sounds so, like my hiring process. <laughs> one, of, one of the, one of the things, Matt, before I got the job, he said, hey, just I want you to just come out and hang out at Over the Hump. And I had heard about Over the Hump uh, from a couple of friends, but I'd never been. And I'd been to a couple of races and things like that, not just mountain biking, but like running races and, and triathlons and things like that. And I showed up, and there 100% is something different about mm-hmm. that event. And, and I, I walked in, and I was like, this is cool. Oh, this yeah. has a vibe that is just awesome and lively. And, and, I mean, hats off to Matt and John because they create – some pretty awesome events and pretty awesome just communities, really. And I, th- I think that's what a lot of it is, is you guys legitimately care. Hmm. And the community is so involved in everything we do. And, and people like Mike Franzi over here, I, I mean, they come out every single Tuesday, and they're the heart and the soul of what Over the Hump really is. Well, mm-hmm. like the, the alter ego of Lou, Big Lou, tractor driver slash, yeah. like, let's go on Friday night and have the most amazing – bike podcast or <laughs> at, at least try and get like some entertainment from the idiots who think they're cool like over the hump you know like there's there's something about this alter ego that you that maybe people don't know maybe they do but Lou's like the manager of the path bike shop the uh, race team race team yeah and and uh not your quintessential like 130 pound soaking wet uh, race <laughs> race guru, <laughs> not yet, but very very passionate about connecting with people, making sure they have an awesome experience. I mean, like it's things like bring us all together that we've all had these common shared interests. That when you came up and said, "Hey, I work for a tractor grading company," I know you could use a little help. It it makes it possible instead of raising the price to $100 per entry to have the community involved, mm-hmm. uh, to have shops come out and accessorize and, and brands like Mazda are presenting sponsor to come out and, and lend support to a local racing community that might not know racing the way we do if they weren't a hundred, if there weren't brands all invested. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, it's not a commercial plug. Like if, if, if Mazda hated us, and didn't want to be back, it wouldn't be two years in a row. Right. You know, or, or three years in a row of coming. I mean, it wouldn't be if, – if all those things weren't in place to make the magic happen, we'd be falling off the map. Yeah, well, and, and one of the things I wanted to say about Mazda, too, like not – this is 100% not a corporate plug for me either because I tend to be very anti-corporate. It blew me away this year what they ended up doing for the community. I mean, not only did they come out and they give away – you know, free bikes and all the entries into everything, prizes for all the premium winners and the fastest lap guys. But I mean, like they went and built 120 bikes for chair for charity for that was pretty foster awesome. kids. Yeah, and like that was something awesome. I did. We didn't plan that. We didn't know any it was going down. We got the word last minute, and I got the opportunity with Flint to go down there and actually do the videotape. And it was just it was like, wow, you guys actually care, you know. Yeah. And that's really really rare with a corporate sponsor. So, but I, it, I mean, it wouldn't have been. 
without you know Matt and over the hump, you know they wouldn't have for maybe sure sparked that that you know that interest. interest. Yeah, you yeah, know, and, and feet wet. Yeah, exactly. Well, I so. I think the cool thing about uh, again the thing, and I, I I cut you off, Lou, and it tends to be my marching orders, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but you know the thing that's cool is it bring like over the hump brings out the very best in people. It it brings out the the part that. When I one of the first stories I heard was when Tinker Juarez came up on a on, on a friend of John Russell, my my co-founder's uh, buddy, and he had fallen down. It was race number two, and he said, "Hey, let's catch up. Let's go. Get your bike up." And Tinker was in the lead. He was coming along, and he pushed Matt, the other the sixteen year old kid at that point, who had just gone down. He pushed him up and gave him. He put a hand on his back and he pushed him back up. I mean, he wasn't in the contention for the race. He wasn't, but he just said, "Hey, let's go." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened time and time and time again, where a big name, somebody who's actually something, someone, has earned a reputation, has come. I mean, Brian Lopes has come out and actually helped us look at options on how to design the course to make it more fun. My background isn't mountain bike. Mm-hmm. My background is. Church, community building, being a part of something bigger. This is something bigger. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done this on my own. John couldn't have done it on my own, on his own. It wasn't my idea. It was John's. He called and said, hey, we want to be a part. We've done something cool together. It's grown to be on two people. My wife did the design for our logo. I mean, it was like, it was this charity came up. She was pregnant by six months. She was designing out this last minute idea that we had that we were going to launch. She hates last minute ideas. I mean, it was <laughs> like everything was wrong about over the hump being successful. The first race we had three twenty five. Second race we had three seventy five, and we've, we've really like kind of averaged about 500 racers a week throughout. We'll cross a hundred races this year um, coming. And, and uh, it's been, it's been radical 10 years. And so anyway, I, on to your question. <laughs> uh well i mean kind of going off of what you're saying i mean it's it's part of the biggest midweek mountain bike series in, in the u.s probably you know and and you know i mean you guys have done a lot for to to get people back into racing like mike france for example he's talking about you know mm-hmm. going back into racing and then getting the kids stoked on racing you know because they're the future of of, of the sport you know, if you if you don't have the kids involved in in in, in something like this, then you know, what are you going to have in the future? Like Mike, we were talking about that right on your podcast, the, the BMX stuff. Yeah, the BMX stuff. You know, and you I know? think I have stated in public forums and stuff. You know, like they don't listen to this, but USA BMX could learn from Over the Hump. Mm-hmm. You know, the fellowship and the way they do it, and to see these kids. And I mean, and a super big applaud. They're not here, but to the guys from LinkedIn. I mean, those yeah. guys, Sean and all those guys. Um, is that your? I can't think of his name. Bo Lamp. Bo Lamp. I mean, praise God for those guys because those Ryan, guys. Ryan D'Amato. Yeah, those guys are super awesome. And I mean, their commitment is to continue to get these kids out there and race. And I've seen kids fall down, and they're just they're just awesome human beings. And yeah. that is our future. You know, yeah. we've talked about with with your son, your your son, your your, your little brother Danny. Everybody thinks he's my son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah girlfriend, <laughs> brothers. You know, but you guys look good together. That. You know, those kids are who is going to predict our future. For bikes, yeah, you know, and when Brent started, it was eighteen and under. Now, what is it? Five and six, seven, eight. You got yeah, so we got six through eleven years old racing, and every week we have about a hundred of those kids race. What, what was that number? 
It's about 100. A little, 100? Over 100 kids racing 6 through 8 years okay. old. Hold on, time out. 6 through 11 years okay. old. If we went on Tuesday night to all four local BMX tracks, it's 30. Wow. Merry Christmas. I mean, that's that's huge, guys. To the cycling community, this is good stuff. Oh, yeah. Pay sure. attention. And and I'll tell you, like the, what, what the brands that we talk to that are part of our sponsors they're looking for, quite frankly, is the kids, the youth, the, mm-hmm. the, the up and coming. And we all know why. I mean, you look at Mammoth at, at June Lake. They own June Lake. They own Big Bear Mountain Resorts. They own Mammoth. You can go to June Lake and ski for free under 12 years old. Plug for June Lake, right? So mm-hmm. so if you're into skiing and you want to take your kids skiing, the best way to do it is go to June Lake because it's free for everybody underneath. So so bike brands are taking notice, and, mm-hmm. and races are taking notice. It's only 10 bucks to race for the kids. It's 80 bucks for the season to get $120 worth of racing. It's, it, it's, it's something, and, and they get awards, and they get – specific courses built for that. I mean, the cool thing about this is my kids can buy a bike and the kids' bikes aren't outrageous. I mean, the adult bikes can get expensive. Yeah. But the kids' bikes, like I can buy a kid's bike for $200 to $300 from my local retail shop. Not a game changer for me to buy it, but it is a game changer from the typical big box Walmart Target Mm -hmm. type bike. That just falls to bits and makes noise. <laughs> These part and they're serviced by the retail guys. So, so what happens is now we've got people who are riding four thousand dollar bikes, bringing their kids in to ride something that's ten percent or less, eight percent of the cost of their bike. They get somebody that's on, and now like I'm taking my kids. We just rode eight months around the country. The only thing I cared about taking was our bikes. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, it was the thing that took us two places. It was the thing that took us out on trails. Is the thing my kids did when my wife and I wanted some quiet time, and I'm quiet, just quiet time. <laughs> um, you know, 224 square feet. Like we go ride your bikes for an hour, kids. Yeah. Thirty seconds actually, but so we've had we've had amazing times around the bike. I built the truck and how we were going to transport all of our stuff around the bike because the bike for us is a way of connecting with people. It's a way of you roll up to the trailhead and you're like, hey, bro, whoa, nice Santa Cruz, nice whatever, you know, Trek, giant, giant, <laughs> Cannondale, specialized, Jameis. Okay, so we're done. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of Santa Cruz. I mean, there's plenty of other guys that are just in the game. So all the manufacturers want and know that the future is in the kids. Absolutely. And we're not doing anything. At least we weren't until Link came in and said, hey, we want to help staff. So we got this whole volunteer group of people that run a club. That are just hey, we'd love to be a part of the kids race. So, um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's been radical to see that community develop from the bottom up. Yeah, and then you know the cool thing: a lot of kids graduated from over the hump and you know doing the Nike stuff. Now, I mean the the Nike races. You know now, I mean look look how huge that is now. It's massive. You know, I mean, the, the, and, the and set, like if you start looking at the names, like uh, you got Mikhail, uh Rogers, you've got Brent Franzi, um, Sean Bell, Brian, Sean Bell, Sean Bell, yeah, Brian Gordon. Up in uh, at Specialized now. Kevin um, Vermarkey. Vermarkey is just you know, killing US, it. U.S. national champion. Right. Wow. You know, racing super sport at a 14-year-old with the kids at Over the Hump. And I, I mean, I think even Alfred, Alfred Pacheco, who's been like our multi-year perennial <laughs> champion at, at your shop, right. um, kind of had some of his roots and some of his initial exciting racing that happened and some of his big victories happened at Over the Hump. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and 
he told me as he's going back to Mexico this next year, like, hey, we're gonna miss. I'm gonna miss this, but I want to come back and race some. Um, you know, we've had amazing youth involvement. You know, Turner Conway, mm-hmm. um, guys who are just they're ratcheting it up. They're they're changing their game, and they use it as a training thing. Like, hey, who cares? The guys who actually have done amazing job at connecting the dots and really understanding what over the hump is that race competitively that are in charge would stop and help a beginner that fell and broke their arm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not the, I got to win at all costs. It's, it's a training place for them. It's a place where they contribute. Um, you know, I think a big red coaching, you know, uh, Brandon Gritters has just been, he's one of those guys that like, I'll ask him how it was. He's like, ah, it was awesome. <clears throat> it's over the hump. Like, it's just <laughs> like, it was just, it was cool. I'm glad to be back. And absolutely, you know, so it's, it's a fun place to, to just be a part. And you know, when, when I race it, my goal is not to be last, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking about that earlier and like, my goal is not to be last. Like I want to push as hard as I can. So I'm not last, you know what I mean? So, um, that's my goal and to have fun, you know, and, and when I'm on the course, it's like just people that are flying by me, they're like encouraging me. It's like, dude, keep going. You know what I mean? You're doing great. And I was like, that's what it's all about. It's about the community and, encouraging other people, you know, and, and, uh, to, to better themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, the bike has a lot to do with it. You know, I, you know, if it wasn't for the bike. I don't know where I'd be, you know, like where I'm at, you know, and Kimmy runner, you know, she helped me this year to, to train for this eight hour that at Vail that I did and, you know, change my diet plan. And, and now I want to do endurance races. So, um, for next year. And I heard you say enduro races, but endurance. you said endurance, endurance, Dude, that's a whole. That's a game changer. Like, yeah, you that's, want to go pedal for eight hours, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a game changer. That's a big I'll commitment. That's so that goal out in front of us makes us want to be out. better, right? Oh, no, yeah. I really will. We say, we say, let's go. Well, that's cool because you guys probably like you actually speak the same language, so the two of you just go crazy. But uh, I love the fact that we can set a goal and lay it out there and say, you know what, I don't want to be last this year. Mm-hmm. And then once you're last. Or second to last, you didn't you didn't hit last. You hit second to last. That's where I'm at. I can get I can <laughs> I can get better from there. Yeah, I want to do better on my eight hour time than I did last year, and that for me is really success, right? It's mm-hmm. I set a goal, I chased it. I'm better than I was before, right? And I've gained twenty pounds in 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 the time we left till now because I've been busy. I'm working. I'm traveling. We drove. Somewhere. I don't want to see it. <laughs> We, no, I'm not showing you. I'm not showing you. My man boobs are my moves are out of control. Is it an ab or abs? I've got abs. <laughs> or L- lots of abs. <laughs> so lots of them. But but uh, <laughs> it is just a whole the whole forest slash. You know we we go through these seasons and we look at something we want to set as a goal, and time and time again all the productivity business minds in the world say if you aim at nothing you'll hit it every time absolutely and so for me over the hump is literally like it it's almost like the mantra should be what's your hump you know it's mm-hmm. what are you trying to get over i've seen addiction jeff jeff lobsher has said time and time again and i don't know all the details but he said over the hump changed his life racing mountain bikes changed his life and he's mm-hmm. done quick and dirty and he's done over the hump he's done the filthy 50 those things to me are the things that like I can't we can't fabricate the results of what 
community has it has nothing to do with the brand i could say any other race what marathoning what i mean it's just we build these communities they're tribes mm-hmm. well i mean when you know when i when i don't race over the hump i you know i go around and socialize like i go to you know talk to mike and just go around talking to people and that's you know to me that that's what i enjoy doing as well is you know socializing with people and say hey, how you doing man like how's everything going you know just walking around and doing that you know i enjoy that so talk about endurance Will we ever see a an endurance race at Over the Hump? Well, so on Tuesday night, it's really difficult to. Well, do maybe not Tuesday night, right. but maybe Revolution Bike Fest twenty eighteen. You know, we have a an endurance race or something. I'll, I'll say we we have kicked around the idea, but I don't think we're going to commit to that on air <laughs> just yet. It'd be cool. I, I mean, you know, I mean, what what other series do we have? You know, in Orange, we don't have another yeah, series in Orange County that, that would do something like that. So. Something I could say I've done, like I think you did it too. Twenty four hours of Old Pueblo. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said when you're with four of your buddies or your children. It doesn't matter about those type of events. And we're talking about community. And we're talking about fellowship. We're talking about over the hump and non dot and quick and dirty. These guys could put something on. I think that would be game changer because mm-hmm. I know Matt did. That race, we were there together. Oh, I love it! Yeah, you know, there was something about that race when you leave, just because of what you're working together. I mean, you sandbag because you had Brent on your team, but <laughs> he went first yeah. and ran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, when you do that, I mean, when you're with four guys and it's midnight and you're getting your buddy up and you're freezing your nachos off because it's 38 degrees and your other buddy's light broke and he crashed in the cactus and you're trying to get him. It, it's a different experience, but it is fellowship. It's about the bike again. And, you know, with what Over the Hump's created, I, I truly believe you guys, you know, and I'm sure you're smart. I know that for a fact, but something like that would be would be game changer. Well, so here's one thing I would say. No pressure. No pressure. I, know, I know Adam's, like, queued up and ready and excited, but here's, <laughs> here's one thing I'll say. For Over the Hump fans and for people who have raced in California, if you haven't checked out the – and you're into endurance. If you haven't checked out Epic Rides um, – off-road series um todd and the crew over there at epic rides like if there's any event that i want to do that's on my calendar it's there Hmm. it's it i mean it doesn't always line up and and the whiskey 50 crosses the uh the ride for rwanda but it's a it's a pretty killer experience and and uh, they do a good job of a weekend event so Mm -hmm. um i'd check out epic rides for sure if if you're in endurance and you want to do something fun Nice. So you got some you got some new uh, Matt that you guys are working on? Well, so I'll let Adam tell you about what we've got going on. Yeah, we got we got a new thing going on. Let me let me preface this. So one of the things that I think is I was looking at personally and Matt was looking at is like what is it that makes life worth living to us? Um and community was the answer for me. You know, whether that's my small group at church, whether that's being part of a worship service, whether that's my riding group that I go ride with, whether that's my gym buddies or my family, community was a big thing for us. And one of the things that we saw as a whole in kind of the the activity community, the the, the outdoor activity community, you call it cycling, running, triathlon, was the inability to find groups near you that do the same kind of stuff that you want to do mm-hmm. and to find events near you. So we decided that we wanted to create that. So we set out about probably, I don't know, about six to eight months ago, try and create a website that allows you not only to find events that are near you, but training groups and friends and people that you maybe don't know that are going to go to the same thing. So say if you're just signed up for Over the Hump and 
you know, you, you don't have people to go ride with. Say, say you're a new cyclist and you want to go find that. You can go search our database of groups that are have something to do. Well, with Well, hold on, you haven't even. And like, I'm going to get there. Wait, no, but you said you can search our database. So, so you saw this hole, you couldn't find something, and now there's an answer. Now you can search a database. What is that database? That, that database you can is called Tribe Finder, and the idea is everybody has their tribe that they're part of or wants to be part of, and. We created a website called Tribe Finder. Okay, how do you how do you spell it out? Tribe F I N D R. So there's no E after the uh, after the D in Finder. So TribeFinder.com uh, has a list of tons of events in the western half of the United States, and that's like racing events and everything like that. And one of the things that we really want to open it up to people to do is put their personal events in there and create groups. And so me, if I have a writing group that I go do every Tuesday morning. I'm going to go on there and put that on there and put Adam's riding group. And we go ride this trail and this trail at such and such a time and, and put that out publicly for other people to be able to come and be part of that and make new friends. And if I want to go do over the hump, create a, a group that has something to do with over the hump or, or a training thing for that or an Ironman or whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. We've built a big website that has the ability for you to find people near you that like the same type of stuff that you do. So, so, one of the things that's unfortunate about the event world is as an event promoter myself, I have to go pay to put this on SoCal Cycling. I have to pay to put events on certain places. Or I have to add my event to Active and only have them be the ones who are actually calendaring my site or I've got to pay for it other places. Mm-hmm. So there's a thousands of other websites all over the place that you've got to go find. And then you've got Try Find that's for triathlons if you want to see a triathlon. You've got all these different places. So if you, Lou, are into doing shuttles at Santiago or wherever else you're going to do shuttles – and you're going to run shuttles on Saturday, and you say sh- Saturday shuttle run up, you know, it could be lower Holy Gym, upper Holy Gym, whatever you're going to do. I'm going to run shuttles at San Juan Creek, you know, San Juan Trail. TriFinder allows that because it's free. Mm-hmm. And it's free for you to post, and it's free for you to search without a pro- member profile. But then the member profiles allow you to be able to have a conversation. Say, hey, this is Big Lou's riding group. We meet on thursday and tuesday and we can't we don't give a crap about how fast you are we're going to hang out with everybody we've got four different groups pick one ride with them we're ride for an hour and and even being a member is free so the whole site's free the whole the whole the whole genesis behind this too was was the fact that as an event promoter there's no easy way to get your message out to other people mm-hmm. and what and, and i'm defining event promoter as as an actual event promoter as a retail location like mike over here who has like a writing group like hey i want to get more people into my shop i want to touch more people with with bikes i want to make a difference in people's lives how do i do that and so what we've built is we built a website where literally mike can come on and create the his writing group that's part of the shop thing and, and do whatever he wants with that. Communicate in there, message with those people, friend other people. I actually, functions, I actually like know a media. podcast that's listed on there under the cycling. It's called Beyond the Bike. So, uh, you guys, you guys, so, you guys want to hear a funny story on that real quick? <laughs> real quick. So we're, we're launching a couple. Uh, we, we did a soft launch and, and uh, put out a message to a bunch of uh, event promoters and, and such. 
to put their events up. And we had a huge response. And uh, we had one person that put their event that also happened to be a podcast that was listed out for the next 10 years. <laughs> it's amazing. It's created, amazing. It's hitting everybody. 600 events. Right. Right here in Orange. Actually, it turns out we, we wanted to research so deeply that we chased you down, Lou, and we know where you live. We know what you're doing, and we know you're trying to take over the world through a bike. So I, I want to say kudos to you, bro, for uh, for having a vision and starting something, saying I'm going to say I'm going to just make it fun and throw something out there. I mean, you're, you're – and I'll tell people from our platforms, but your folks that are weighing in and having conversations are good. You're very authentic. Um you know, I guess the cool thing about podcasts is people can tune in or tune out. Right. You're not needing to sell sponsorships directly. And so my my hope is that as we get a little more authentic in life and in, in the things we're chasing, that we get better. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we leave a legacy. So I don't know what my legacy is going to be. My kids will probably tell you it's going to be to be the hairy old man. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that the really unique thing about riding, uh, and as I'm doing a ride this morning or I've ridden with Mike, we just talk. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend time. We share the bro experiences, the sister experiences. We we have a shared community, a very diverse community, people who do different things, different places. We've got doctors. We've got scientists. We've got dirt movers. We've got <laughs> guys who, who, you know, type all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got guys who just are trying to escape the grind, and 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 they're all part of our community. So, I guess that so the the segue would be for us with Tribe Finder or Over the Hump or Hunker or Revolution Bike Fest. It's not that these things are the thing that you have to be at, or you're a loser, you're missing out, you're not getting life. There's so much noise out there. Facebook is the noisiest place in the world. Mm-hmm. Every fourth post I get now is a paid advertisement. Like I can't even look at Instagram and see my friends post anymore because there's so many paid opportunities. TribeFinder answers this problem. What can I do now or in the coming months based on my schedule near me? Or if I'm going to be in Arizona, what's in Arizona? Mm-hmm. What's in Colorado? What's in Delaware if I'm going to be there in November? Like, what could I, what could I find? So we've we've pre-populated some of the categories from Colorado to the West Coast, and on uh, Wednesday this coming week, we'll do a full announcement to our audience, and and we'll open that up. It's actually there, and if you wanted to take a sneak peek, and you happen to be one of the people who are listening, um, we're not going to tell you that Tribe Finder with an R, no E. T-R-I-B-E-F-I-N-D-R.com. I'm not going to tell you it's not there. Like, I, I, it's not there, right? I mean, <laughs> tribefinder.com. It, it, it may be there. Nobody knows about it, but every feedback we've gotten is this is needed. It's, it's something that's speaking to that build. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll interject. So a lot of times we'll get a customer that will buy a bike, and it's maybe – you know, a casual bike. And I want to go ride with a group. Well, mm. obviously they can't go with the Velocity Saturday morning club ride. Or they can't go to Como Street. Tuesday, Ward, Tuesday morning world championships are out. Absolutely. But yet down the road, 
this new website, this new creation, there can be rides created through groups like these customers, for myself, Tawny, Matt, Rock and Road. You know, we can create these groups or they can create them or the people can create them. And now there can be a ride that's more geared towards them. Right now, if you're a very casual, unexperienced cyclist, you can't find anything. They're and pretty hard. Yeah. And, and it's sad. It because they just, sad. But because, see, what it's sad, in my opinion, and I know Matt will agree, and Adam and you and you know, all of us that love the bike, is because then they're not connecting. Right. And the bike is a mm-hmm. connection point. And I'll give my wife a huge applause. So this morning, I did a ride with Brent. We were doing some filming for some videos for Brent with a filmer guy. And V, she used to work for me. He was my GM years ago. Great guy. My wife happened to be riding with her friend on the Fullerton loop. And Jody's like, hey, Mike. I'm like, hey. You know, so we're filming, riding bikes. <laughs> and my friend Vish is like, I didn't know your wife rode bikes. So Jody's created this own little coffee girl female mom community on the bikes. And these ladies, it's awesome to see because they've, they're kind of like a tribe finder. You know, like her Jody's little ride could go there and then... We can direct moms and ladies like my wife that they're not about the Strava. They just well, want to go and, and I don't want to correct you, Mike, but I'm going to. Um, it, it's against my better judgment. They aren't the tribe finder. They are the tribe. They've, they've got their tribe. They've got their people. They know who they are. And they get to now know that Jody and her friends exist, that correct. somebody who was scared to go out with a group of guys might find – my wife has ridden with me. Charity's ridden with me. And every time we've ridden, I've had some instruction for her because I'm a stupid husband. <laughs> you know, downshift. Pedal hard. Go. Lean forward. Get up on the nose of your seat. Your front wheel's popping up. Stop crying. Pedal harder. She's like, I don't even want to ride with you, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, That's us. Yeah. But yeah. she says, if I go ride with people who have had babies first of all those women are stronger than you will ever be matt mm. is something that she said to me <laughs> which i agree i mean i i can't even my, imagine my urethra being that excited but <laughs> but then beyond that like let's just say she gets to see people doing what she loves with the same qualifications she has doing and it makes it possible and she'll push herself harder and enjoy that more because she's with people that are like her right not me Right, and I want her to be excited about participating in whatever she wants to participate in. If it's yoga, if it's whatever else, it, I'm excited to see my wife passionate. I'm excited to see my kids passionate. I'm excited to see Danny, your brother, passionate. I want to see people passionate about life. If you want to go chase yourself around the country in a stupid airstream because that's something you thought about doing when you're 16, you have no idea how you're going to pull it off, but you just figure, let's go and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Just go find somebody who's done it before, <laughs> Google it up, go for it, and write a blog, whatever. But there's there's a tribe for everything. That is awesome. And so I'm excited to be part of your tribe, Lou. You're part of mine. Absolutely. You've got six other little tribes around ATVs <laughs> and everything else you do. And the, the, the Baja 1000 and Over the Hump and the Path. We all have these tribes. We cross over into hundreds of different tribes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing at Over the Hump is we've just created this one little tribe. That's changed some lives and connected with people and grown the bike industry and let me have a job I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so many different pieces. So you guys just had a, a, a summit, right, Over the Hump Summit? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it this week, right? Yes. So can you guys give us a little insight of what, what we're, we're going to expect for, uh, for 2018? 2018 is 
going to be our 10th year anniversary at Over the Hump. And uh, I would say, uh, and Mike, you can, you can probably weigh in on this from a, you know, we've, we've been staring at the same message for a long time. But one of the things we've always said, uh, and I said it from the very first Over the Hump we had, that started on a Wednesday. Uh, that's actually the backstory of Over the Hump being named Over the Hump. <laughs> um, we've had to drag in the whole dirt hill, downhill thing to, to make an excuse for why we have what we have now. But the first race, there was a guy who actually drove uh, the wrong – drove out. He was camping at Irvine Lake, and they were technically closed. But And they asked the guy to stay put, but he took his kid to baseball. And he looked me in the eye and he said, F you, I'm coming back right in the middle of the race. I don't care what's going on. He drove right up the course and came out. And, <laughs> and the land manager came and said, hey, that, this isn't going to work on Tuesdays. We're closed on Wednesdays. Or we're closed on Tuesdays. We're open on Wednesdays. If you want to race, it's Tuesdays. And we had a race coming two, two days later. We printed the flyers. We had the website up. And we said, well, cool. So while we had our audience of 325, we said, hey, if you want to come race in two weeks, I know it says Wednesday on the flyer. We're racing on Tuesdays. You, you choose, but we're going to be here <laughs> on the 18th instead of the 19th of September. So we had that element. Anyway, so coming full circle to from being a, a, a grassroots bicycle race, which we still are, um, and, and having improved some aspects and, uh, and probably muddied them with some corporate element as well from time to time. Um, we've always said, if you don't like it, email us, call us, tell us what you think, leave Facebook and the message boards and all that for the cowards. Like, let's let's be involved in making this good. Mm -hmm. And so, um, our community does that. And so, with that, here's here's the three things that we heard from the survey that we and, and I know we're running tight on time. We're, so we got time. Um, Don't worry about it. But uh, the three things we heard from the survey that we uh, put out to racers was they wanted increased or better features on the course if if we could figure that out. Okay. Um, they wanted to uh, have a spectator environment that was more suited to watching. Okay. Um, and in addition, the third thing we discovered in our survey was we put it up on the screen yesterday. Survey says, Adam? Sorry, guys, I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, no, boy. No. We just went potty. Adam had to go potty. <laughs> Sorry, so I, got the, I got the world's smallest bladder. So. No, it, it, it was. So, um, the competition matters to to over the hump racers, and I think one of the things we did this last year is we got rid of the beginner podiums, and I think we're going to bring those back for sure. We we are bringing those back, and and part of the reason we got rid of them was because of the sandbagger mentality of people. There is a lot of sandbaggers there. It's, well, there, and, and, and uh, I I love you, Lou, but no, there's sandbaggers everywhere. Like it, it doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean it. it uh, like you're gonna be sandbaggers in the Baja 1000 oh, this yeah. year. In in they'll be running a Ferrari engine in a Baja bug. Yeah, you know, there's that's true. always going to be somebody. There are people who ride professional cycling on the road that put engines in their frames. I mean, there's there's a reason why USA USA Cycling has the biggest challenges they have, mm -hmm. and, and why that happens. So for me, I look at what the the corporate group is looking for. The corporate group is looking for something that's accessible, that's safe, that's fun to watch. So the big changes that we're making this year 
One is that we're moving our venue. We'll still be at Irvine Lake, but we'll be up on the hill where people can see a lot of the action instead of in the back pit where, okay. where we've been at Oak Canyon. Maybe maybe better cell phone reception up 100% there? 100% better cell phone <laughs> there, reception. There's actually an ability to be able to post one or two social messages or 65 if you want to without having to log on to a Wi-Fi. Okay. So there cool. is a phenomenal share ability, which is cool. There's also the ability to be able to come out and, and finish your last two hours of work while you're getting ready to race, mm-hmm. which we haven't been able to have a lot of our people do in the last two years. Um, it's still the same place. It's still around the same course. There will be some added course features and some awesome opportunities for people to adopt sections of the course. Uh, but let, you know, let me know. Yeah. We'll, we'll come on. We've we got some tractors ready right. to go. We need some dirt, some rocks. Oh, yeah. So we are, we are bringing back a new and improved team competition this year as well. Okay. And uh, we'll have we'll have a little bit different integration of, of brands and, and bike shops and sponsors into that. And we'll release more details as we go forward in the year towards the new season. But he's he, have you noticed that Adam's about the big reveal? Yeah. Like he's like he's always tick he's like He's got the breadcrumbs. He's like dragging yeah, it Don't call me the social princess yeah, yeah, for yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, so the, the competition matters to the beginners. They want to come out and compete. We're going to protect those beginners, allow them to race against beginners. And so we're going to be vigilant about protecting the integrity of what a beginner is, and we'll push people hard. The good news is, and what we've always said is, hey, look, do you want to be the very best of the new or the worst, or do you want to be – or, or the slowest for sake of, like, that's just who they are or where they've come from. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be pushing yourself and getting better? Every single person that we've pushed that stuck around has said thank you at the end because they are better, they're faster, they're harder. I mean, Mike's even one of them. He's been in the super sport. He's been in sport. Um, I think that he soft-pedaled this year to not make it to Elite, but I'm well, just he, saying. He, he, had, he, had, <laughs> he actually had an injury this year. Yeah, he had an injury. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was yeah. a, he was actually our first e-bike racer this year. Uh, him and Matt Ford went head-to-head on the e-bikes, which we'll, we'll play around with that as it develops as a month. So anyway, Lou, I think the biggest thing for us is we've heard and experienced everything we've done from the inside, but then we put it back to the racers, and now we're saying, hey, we love what we do. Let's make it better. Mm-hmm. And the racers have told us how to make it better. So we're going to spend the next six months making it better and getting ready. And when we launch this year, it's going to be the best season ever. Awesome. I'm excited. Heck Looking yeah. forward. You know, when you guys are, you guys need me, let me know, and we'll come out and we'll find some, some dirt and some whatever you guys need, and we'll make it happen. Dirt, rocks, water, go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I think, oh, I think the main thing with Over the Hump, and after the summit yesterday, I – didn't want to send out an email. I want to give him a personal call. Is there was a lot of great ideas thrown out there. A lot of people, you know, spoke. The tribe spoke, and um, a lot of stuff. I'm trying to dissect it, you know. And I think at the end of the day, what people need to really remember about Over the Hump is what is their core capabilities. You know, what are they? What what is what's their mission statement? And they need to keep true to that, which which they will. I know that there's no doubt in this world they will. But everybody that's involved, whether they're the racer, spectator, or you know they're involved like we are, you know, at, at the backside, we have to remember. They have only a couple hours to do what they do in this small perimeter. Right. You know what I mean? And I think not to plug Matt, you know, or over the hump crew and John and Susan, but they do a really good job. And the thing that I watched Matt do one time, or he told me about it, which really gives kudos to some guy was complaining and crying about this. Who, oh, it doesn't man. matter. <laughs> you know what Matt said? Dude, here's your 30 bucks. Maybe over the hump's not for you. Thanks for coming out. Have a great night. Right? Yeah. It wasn't about the, you know what I mean? It's like, that makes a big statement. How many people give money back after they did, they competed? He had dirt in his face, you know? Yeah. But 
if they continue, and I know they will, their core capacities, what do they believe in, what's their truth, what are they trying to accomplish, and if we all help promote that image and let people know, and they're going to do everything they can to make it as good as possible. But remember, we don't have loamy dirt in the Alps and trees. It's They have this big area. Right. They've done an incredible job at that facility of what they were allowed to do. Yep. And everybody's racing the same course. Mm-hmm. When you go to a race across the country to race enduro and it's muddy, it's what it is, what it is, bro. You yep. can't change it. But yep. that's what I think, you know, as maybe take me if I'm wrong, but that's, you know, that's what Open Hump is. Well, do, we've all seen it. We've all done it. Do what you love. And if you find yourself training and racing in the middle of the season and you're not loving it, screw it. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Right. If you hate your bike because it's a machine, that makes you do things you don't want to do. Get <laughs> off of it. Take a break. Go for a walk. Yeah. Hike. Swim. Fish. Swim. Yeah. Go out for a date with your wife. You might actually have some auxiliary benefits that come along with showing her that <laughs> she's more important than your bicycle. Yeah. I mean, there's wives that ride. Maybe that's opposite for your husband. I don't know. But but what we want to do is make sure that people are doing what they love with people they love right. and leaving a legacy. And that's that's all we're doing. Well, my goal next year is to, to get one of those elusive pint glasses. Oh, it's all yours, Lou, but you got to earn so, it. I know. I'm going to earn it. Um, I'm, I don't know. Uh, so I, I, I was racing uh, beginner, so I'm, uh, next step up is what? Intermediate. Mm-hmm. And then still same same amount of laps, right? Mm-hmm. And we got the big bike crew now. So you got the big bike crew. I'm going to be on a, uh, uh, a tall boy next year. <laughs> awesome. So, um, Santa Cruz is happy. Easy plug for them, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, I raced uh, the turn and burn. Um, on that bike, and then the eight hours of ale um, on that bike. So I like that bike. But that Anthem, man. Ooh, baby, now we're talking about that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great bike, man. I, I was totally blown away with, with, with the capabilities of the bike. I'm a big dude, so just moving up, you know, tossing the bike around, I was like, man, this is this is an awesome bike. You know, you know the specs are the spec, spec out great. The build is awesome, and, and it's priced right. You know what I mean? So um, we'll see what happens next year. Yeah, um, for sure. So are you going for a plug? What's your sponsor plug? What are you going to do for uh, Giant, Anthem, Santa Cruz? I mean, you've just had six bikes you threw out there that you're looking for a sponsor, right? No, there. no, no. Um, um, I'm, I'm just, you know, I have the, I have the, I have the, I'm messing with you, dude. I have the luxury uh, of, of being able to demo any bike the shop has. So I'll go in there and grab a bike, and, and uh, I, I actually look forward to, you know, riding the new Scott bike, you know, their new XC bike. You know, I want to see what it's, what it's all about. You know, you know Nina Scherter did a great job. Again, this year, you know that guy's that guy's you know he's a he's a badass, you know. But um, there's a, there's a lot of great brands out there, so uh, you know. Well, your yeah. uh, your sponsor's got the biggest demo fleet in Southern California, so <laughs> you're a good you're in a good place, Lou. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know what? You know what bike blew me away that that we rode when, <laughs> that I rode when I was in Mountain Bike Oregon was the 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 Jameis Defcon one. And for mm. whatever reason, like for whatever reason, people don't talk enough about that brand. And mm-hmm. I love all the other brands, like Giants, amazing, Trek's amazing. They're all, all that. They're, they're all good. They're all good. There's not an S H I D D Y bike around. That no. is true. Nope. Not in that today's world no. at all. I no. mean, keep it. Keep in mind, guys. I ride a Trek 4500 from 15 years ago. Still, that's sweet. I did. I did the 50 Gangster. mile ride <laughs> in Converse, no chamois. I you think know that was even when, wasn't that when Rock and Road was selling. Trek. Yeah, I have the white sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know that that'd be cool for next year is uh, bringing back like a like a retro class where you bring out you know your whatever you know this year versus this you know whatever like from. You know, it'd be cool. I mean, Tawny does a good job of marketing events that are there, like you know Disco Night and Star Wars. He should host on his night. I just gave him an idea, but what about you, you, Mike? Why don't you do it? 
well, whatever. We'll figure it out. But anyway, somebody <laughs> we got to dust the we got to dust the dust off. Do the a, men. a retro night, and then let's do a retro bike show and give some prizes. That'd be, That'd be sweet. That'd be fun. That'd be really sweet. All right, Mike. So, were you going to do it or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, 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 I focus on the kids race stuff. That yeah. was my deal, man. That's yeah, got, you could win that, Mike. I think you could win the kids race. <laughs> I hope so. Nah, those uh, kids are fast, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. Uh, thank you for for you coming into the studio and and talking story with us, man. It was awesome. I, I wish we had more time, you know, because there's I know there's a lot you want to talk about, Adam. I look forward to working with you once we start moving some dirt. Uh, Flint, he man. he was a cool dude, you know. I I, find, you know, I got to meet him last uh, this season, and uh, he, he let us do a bunch of stuff uh, on the course, and he was easy to work with. So I, uh, you know, yeah. Flint Flint was a huge addition. John wasn't able to make it, but he's he's thrilled to be a part. Um, and and over the hump wouldn't be even a thing if he hadn't said, "Hey, let's do this." Um, I, I'll just t- tell you, Lou. Um, yeah, we could talk forever, but let's just do it on Tuesdays or wherever we're at in our rides, wherever we are. Let's just that's talk. Right. I mean, this the the tribe that you're a part of is the one that's doing good. So let's just make your own tribes. It doesn't have to be over the hump. If you're into fishing crew, go do it. But uh, if you like bikes or even think about doing it, come hang out with us. Uh, We love being a part of your life. Right on, Mike. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate you guys. Such an honor. Appreciate you having us. Take care. Thanks, Lou. Jeez.